Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome to the morning toast. Welcome, 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 welcome to the morning toast. Bum, bum. Hope everyone's having an amazing day. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jax, how you doing? I'm doing great considering it's a Thursday that for us feels like a Friday because it's our last show of the week, which is just so spectacular. Though I really did not sleep well last night. Like, in fact, I slept quite poorly. I was kept up by my heartburn. Mm. It was so bad. That just can't happen again. I had a similar experience except the opposite. I slept so great knowing that in a mere 12 hours I was seeing Kaylor, Kaylor, gotta get down on Kaylor. That's right. For the first time since they moved, I am going to visit Olivia and Zach and most importantly, her royal Canis. And honestly, I don't think I've been this like, like, you know how like, okay, when we were kids, you would be like sleeping the night before camp and like you just couldn't think about anything other than camp and all the fun you were going to have. Of course. That's how I've been feeling ever since I booked this flight. Wow. That's beautiful. I'm so, Not to rub it in because I know you can't travel, but like I'm so excited. Give her my love, please. I, I bestowed a gift for you to bring to her and just let her know her auntie loves her and I, is always thinking of her. I will let her know her auntie says hello, sends her best wishes. Um, and I hope you have a great weekend, you know, like. You deserve it. No, I'm so excited. Like, me and Kaylor, nonstop. Like, love and kisses and hugs. And oh, God. I'm just Pray so, for Kaylor. <laughs> I'm literally going to suffocate her. I'm going to smother her with my love. Okay, well, while you're doing that, Brew and I are having a traditional fall weekend, fall vibes. We're Autumnal. Going, we're going up, you know, the, the nor'east border. We're going to Vermont. So know. it's extremely autumnal. So you've got to make some... Chili. Already working on yes. it. I have to get the meat today. Mm, I guess I'm not really doing like a chilly weekend. I guess I'll have to eat like barbecue and stuff. Also good. Also good. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited for some reading, some chilling, and just brew because he's never experienced proper fall vibes because we're coming up on the one year anniversary of brew coming into my life. Wow. And when is just, brew's birthday, date Bruce, of birth. August 15th. We celebrated that. Remember everyone oh, right. came over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a big party. Brew got like so drunk. It was crazy. I don't know the exact date that we got him, but it's in my time hop. But it's now. And it's coming up. It's in like two, three weeks. And just thinking about what Brew has brought to my life in the last year, it's overwhelming. It is. And it can't be understated. And to, to think there was ever a world without Brew for me. That's... And that if I didn't act... In the, quickly and decisively, 
we might have never entered into my world. That's the kind of chilling thing about becoming a mother is that like you think of, you know, the time in your life before your children existed. BB before brew. BT before Tiggs. Ugh, how is due? Stunning. I mean, so yesterday Jackie and I recorded one of my favorite Patreon episodes to date, okay? You guys, this Patreon episode, okay, Zach is still asking me to send it to him. Okay, me and Ben listened to it last night before bed. So when he asked me to send it to him, I was like, let me listen to it from his POV, you know, see what he would think. And it was so nice, by the way. I was like so hard on myself. I mean, I don't know what's so nice. Relax. No, but I felt I was very equitable. And I have. And you think it was an equitable division of the assets? I do, and I would have no problem sending it to him, and I probably will send it to him, though he still probably won't listen. So me and Ben listened before bed, and first of all, he wasn't really upset with anything I said. He was like laughing, and then he was like gaslighting me, like, "No, you do that." I'm like, "Okay, sure, sure, Jen." <laughs> um, but then it definitely put like a negative, just like air, like in the atmosphere, because of course we fought before bed, <laughs> like about something totally different. But like, I think we just like. The, the you were podcast. in fighting mode. Yeah, and honestly, I just wouldn't recommend listening to the podcast. For those who don't know, it's a podcast all about like the most annoying things your significant others do. I just wouldn't recommend it listening listening to it together. Okay, because if we are going to listen to it, I'm going to send it to him. He probably won't listen to it, but like maybe we would listen to it in the car because we have a long drive. Yeah, but you're saying that we shouldn't. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Okay, we'll see. It actually sounds like something like fun to do in the car. Want to listen to this fabulous episode? This is going to be a fabulous episode. Well, because then he'll hear this and be like, I want to listen to the Patreon. Right. Don't listen to this episode. No, but the Patreon is so good. So basically everybody, uh, toasters, like sent in the things that their husbands do that annoy them most. And we read a lot of them. But there was over 700 comments. We could not get to all of them. We read your guys' qualms. And then we shared if we experienced this or not. And, you know, cited some personal examples. Some maybe conflict resolution things that have worked for us. Yeah, there wasn't much of that. No, there was not much of that. But if any. Yeah. Um, It was nice to see. But the moral of the story is that we all married the same person. And the moral of the story is that, like, this might have been, I think, in my opinion, like, one of our best months of Patreon content ever. Because we had the makeup tutorial. We had the mukbang. We had the pa- the significant others. What were the first two? We had Olivia sharing her news. Oh, my I God. That was only a month ago? I know. That feels like forever ago. Yeah. And then we had the podcast that we did about Judaism around the um, Jewish holidays. You know what? Like, truly a well-rounded month of content for only $7.99. Head over to patreon.com slash toast. It's worth it. It's worth it. Support your favorite girls. And, you know, we're always switching things up, having fun over there. So if you want extra content to get you through the day... Patreon.com slash toast. We have an amazing show for you guys today. It's Thursday, which means we've got our Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. I also watched Kathy and Kyle on Watch Rappens Live. Me too. And I just have a lot of feelings like about last night's episode. Not that it was the most, you know, dr- drama filled, but I felt I felt as though it was very telling of a lot of things. Okay, cool. And I would like to dive into that. And we also are just going to deliver the Fast Five stories because the world never stops turning and neither do we. Exactly. So I think without further ado... It is time for the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode of The Morning Toast is brought to you by Hawthorne. As we've all been getting back to our normal normal routines, it's time to introduce the men in your life to a new routine, personal care. Taking care of your skin might be second nature, but creating his routine, you'll need something that's easy, customized, and smells good. And, you know, this is very appropriate considering we spent the entire day yesterday complaining about the things that are husbands and boyfriends do um and not taking care of their skin is one of them like is it on me to be your facialist and like literally pop all your blackheads it is but it shouldn't be (laughs) if you want to help elevate the men in your life to look feel and smell their best the easiest way to the easiest way is to give them a routine tailored specifically to their needs from hawthorne a premium grooming brand that is designed to create personal care products and routines 
for men that fit their unique profile. They focus on skin and hair products plus cologne, and they work to address their biggest concerns. So basically, you just have to take the quiz on Hawthorne, and they'll ask things like, how his skin texture is? Is his skin dry? Does he use a cleanser? Um, it was actually really easy, and Ben is so lazy, I did do it for him, and I knew most of the answers because I'm a very educated wife. Um, they also take the risk out of, out of it by gifting you um, free shipping on your order and return. So if the man in your life doesn't like the products, Hawthorne will even, even retailer them based on their feedback. So take the quiz today and get the men in your life started on their new routine by going to hawthorne.co, that's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O, hawthorne.co slash gift and using promo code toast you get 10% off your first hawthorne order at hawthorne.co slash gift promo code toast that's hawthorne.co slash gift promo code toast thank you claudia just really quickly i ran into um every single real housewife of new jersey last night and it was just a pleasure i miss those gals yeah i saw margaret melissa and joe margaret and joe and Jackie Goldschneider, who was, like, sipping on a spritz, and she was loving it. She was like, these are the best. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. Jackie Goldschneider approved. Wow, you love to hear it. You do love to hear it. Okay, let's get into the stories. Our first story is the big story of the day, Britney Spears' father. Jamie Spears has been immediately suspended from her conservatorship. Britney Spears' father has been ousted from her conservatorship following a, a drawn-out legal battle that has persisted since the pop star was placed under the court-ordered arrangement in 2008. Judge Brenda Perry ruled that Spears' father will no longer serve as the conservator of his daughter's estate, immediately removing him from control of her finances. The judge said, I believe that the suspension is in the best interests of the conservatee. The situation currently is untenable. A hearing was set for November 12th to determine whether the conservatorship will be ended entirely. Wow. So that's the next inflection point on this. So Brittany just has this like fabulous new big time magazine editor lawyer who's just like making things happen. Like literally getting more done in the last like few months than it's been getting done in the last 10 years. I think the next thing they're trying to do. So the person who's been temporarily, well not temporarily, like the new conservator is just like an accountant, like as it should be. Yes. Um, but Jody Montgomery is still like in charge of Brittany. Um, not her money, but like she's like her like, handler yeah and that's the next thing they're tackling like getting rid of jody um and hopefully that can happen before november 12th so we don't have to wait till november but if they just got this whole thing like removed like that would be so crazy yeah that would this is really a big win i mean this is what britney has been asking for so we love to see it the, it's a big stride for the free britney movement and I also think, I'm sure her new lawyer is extremely effective, but I, I have to imagine that the public outcry of, of Free Britney has influenced some things in this case. Yeah, and especially because, like, the Free Britney activists are, like, they don't let one piece of public record, like, paperwork go by unpublished. Like, they find everything, they put it all over social media, and it really felt like for so long that these judges and, like, random people involved in the... Um, in the conservatorship, like, are all being bribed in some way. And, like, I just feel like now that the paper trail is being so, look, like, looked at with such a magnifying glass, like, they had to just give it up, you know? Like, Brittany, and uh, not Brittany, Jamie, like, <clears throat> bye, disgrace. He's literally disgraced king. And we're just very much looking forward to justice being served. We are, and we're well on our way. This is one big step for Brittany, one small step for mankind. 100%. Like, this is so trivial. It's, like, not even, like, they're asking for something so outrageous. Right. But you just love to see it. You do. Are you ready for our next story? A little drama? A little, like, mindless drama that you really love to see. Between who? We actually have two dramatic stories. This is not 
the one that you're thinking that's next okay but drama between Lala Kent and Ariana Maddox. Oh my god! But wait, not only is drama. it my, it's Instagram <laughs> drama, which was like actually so bizarre. Okay, so okay, detail it for everyone. Yes. So ahead of the season nine premiere of Vanderpump Rules on Tuesday, Lala posted a throwback photo in lieu of a current one, one which didn't sit well with Ariana. Apparently, the picture she posted featured Lala posing alongside former co-star Stassi and Katie, along with Katie Maloney Schwartz. And she captioned the picture, "I had to," with a heart emoji. Right. Then, so for those who don't understand the significance, she was the just other two support. people in the photo have been fired from the show. Right. But she and just wanted to like you know. She wanted to commemorate. I'm sure the premiere was like hard for them to watch. And I'm sure as a close friend, I'm sure for Lala and Katie, like going back to the show after their friends had been fired, like probably felt weird. Yeah, no. And I think like, so Lala's perception of it was like just commemorating the last, you know, time and blah, 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 like moving into this new era. Whereas like for other people. I think she was like, like we're doing the show even though like they fired our friends, but like. I still love and respect my friends, and here they are. Yeah, and I think with with Ariana, maybe other people was like, we're supposed to be promoting our new show, and like this is what you're doing. Right, so Ariana commented, I love you all, but I guess I'm just confused what this post is supposed to be giving on the night of our premiere. Are you living in the past, or are you ready for the future of the show? To me, this comment, like, they clearly have a chip on their shoulder about the fact that this is a new iteration of the show, and after seeing the first episode, a lesser version of it. And we know and why so, they have the chip. Right, I think that she, you know... And it, the show is now focused more, like, on her and some of the other people who maybe were, like... Faded to the background a little. Yeah, they, they weren't, like, the mainstays every season. So I think it feels like an attack on, you know, this new show. Well, also, like, what we were saying yesterday when we recapped this new version of the show is that, like, it's very much seeming like it's going to be the Tom and Ariana show and, like, the Tom and Tom show, which therefore makes it, like, Tom, Ariana, Katie. And I think that, like, the fact that Lala posted something kind of praising the old guard as opposed to the new guard, which really is Tom, Katie, Tom, and Ariana. Um, I think that probably bothered Ariana and, like, motivated her to post this. Like, if it wasn't... If it wasn't now being portrayed as, like, very much surrounding around Tom and Tom, I don't know if Ariana would have been as offended, but she's like, it's supposed to be about me now, like... Right. I mean, but Katie's in the picture, and she's fine with the support. Well, of course. But, so then, Lala deleted the picture saying, because someone was affected. Right, so she deleted the picture, and then somebody wrote, like, a a Q&A, like, did you delete that picture? And she did an Instagram story. I believe she had her middle finger up, and she was like, yeah, because someone was affected. But then she posted it again and said, um, I had to, again. And then, and then she added something to the caption. Yeah, but I forget what it was, and it's not here. So this is just, like, mindless drama, but it is nice to know that, like, this drama we're seeing in the show, like, Lala versus Ariana, like, actually is real. Yeah, and doesn't get resolved, and it's, like, they're clearly not, not on speaking terms because Ariana started her comment, like, I love you all, but there's this tension. No, Ariana has this chip on her shoulder. That was the perfect way of saying it. But I think that the whole... Cast probably does, but not for Lala, because whether this new show succeeds or not is whatever. But for like Ariana, Tom, everyone, the Schwartzes, it, no, it's like if this show doesn't succeed, then this new bar that we're opening doesn't succeed. Like right. it's so much deeper for them. Whereas for Lala, it's their job that she likes. She has other jobs. No, but also like Lala has a husband who has a, a good amount of wealth. Whereas like all these people on the show who have built lives around the show had babies, but bought houses. Like their income is dependent on the show. So, like, not only if the show doesn't succeed, like, they have this new bar, but it's also their livelihood. Yeah, but also, I mean, yes, it's nice that Lala, you know, can be provided for from her man, but she has other businesses. No, that's 100%. Like she, she wrote a book, she has a podcast, she has a beauty company. So she's someone who's, like, other ventures don't revolve completely around the show. No, but that's, like, so now when you look at all the people who don't 
currently film the show. Like Stasi is fine financially. Like she, her, even though her podcast was canceled, like she is in the process of building it back up. But then it's like when you look at Jackson Brittany, who's like both of them were so dependent on the show. Like I don't know what they're gonna do. Like I, I don't know how long the Vanderpump money lasts. Yeah, or what else they have, um, you know, because they have, they were in some, like, businesses. Like, what happened With to Lance Mayma's Beer Cheese? Mayma's Beer Cheese just at just X. X, yeah. So, I don't know. But and Jack, Jax had done, for maybe an interview, or even when he was just filming, saying that he was, like, an early investor in, like, a really big weed farm in California, which, if that's true. Then I'm not worried. Me too. Okay, good to know. Like, Kristen has, what's her? James May? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they all did stuff. Stuff, but I think some people's stuff is stronger than other people's stuff. Obviously. To put it kindly. Very kindly. Are you ready for our next story, which is some more drama? Some more Instagram drama, actually? Love, I literally love Instagram drama. Heather McDonald is hitting back at Chrissy Teigen saying, quote, I do not hate anyone. So Heather McDonald is embroiled in um, this like conflict scandal, with like- Chrissy Teigen. And it all started a few days ago when Chrissy posted a picture of herself um, and her eyes are closed. Other than that, like, she looks, you know, pretty. Mm-hmm. I, I do think the timeline of this entire story is essential to understanding it. Yes. And you know what? I'm just going to go Straight directly to the, to the Instagrams because I want to read the captions for you verbatim so that everybody so that we all can make up our own minds about this one and while jackie does this this heather mcdonald drama is brought to you by olive and june the best mani system out there if you're looking for the answer to salon perfect nails at home the olive and june polish lasts seven days and does not chip and with their mani system each at-home manicure comes out to just two dollars and we have a special code so just make sure to listen for it if your biggest issue is not being able to do your own nails having your polished chip not having the right supplies the olive and june mani system has everything you need first of all they offer the most beautiful polishes that are designed to last over seven days the entire mani system comes with all the things you would need like cuticle oil nail file just all the things you never have but are always in need of and olive and june has just got you covered um i've been doing my nails with olive and june since i actually did mine this was like two weeks ago but um since the pandemic it's been just like a true lifesaver it's only five steps um and they have this fabulous little item that if you have like a shaky hand when you're doing your own nails and it's really hard to do it's a silicone cap grip grip, yes that you put on top of their nail polish bottles and it really just steadies the entire process it's called a poppy and it's their patented brush handle makes it easy to paint both of your hands. So if you're looking for your new nail life, get 20% off your first Manny system when you use promo code TOAST at oliveandjune.com. We're done with expensive bad manicures. This is the new us. 20% off your first Manny system using promo code TOAST at oliveandjune.com. Thank you for that, Claudia. Okay, it's taking it from the top. The other day, Chrissy Teigen posted a photo of herself um, with, you know, she's in full glam. She's in good lighting. She clearly was taking a series of photos and decided to post the one where her eyes were closed. Where she was blinking. Yes. She said, I really think you guys are too conditioned to seeing perfect photos all day because so many of my comments on any given photo are, why would she post this? Or I love you, girl, but this is not flattering. To which I say, who cares? A lot of the time, makeup artists and hairstyles will ask if photos are good enough to post. And my reply is always the same. I honestly don't care. Post whatever. I don't know. I just don't care about curating my Instagram to be perfection. I'm a mess. I'm chaotic. And this shall always reflect that. Okay, Thank so you love a Sagittarius. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, so if you know this story, good. But if you don't know the story, so this, this was just one post. That's all we had gotten from Chrissy that day. Nothing else, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. So then Heather McDonald commented on her post saying, these humble brags of this 
of this is an unfiltered picture. So say whatever mean thing you want so people will actually write nice things since I act, still actually look great is so three years ago, Chrissy. You know what was curated, your Twitter. So okay, then, I'm, I just have to say, like, that was a very brave comment and I was fully in agreement with it. Like, the, it is so three years ago. Like, oh, I'm so imperfect. You know, like, like, I have real Instagram. And it's like some people really do go hard on the real Instagram. They post, like, no makeup and they're showing their true selves. This photo is not that. This She's photo in is, full glam. This photo is like not brave. This photo is not not curated. It's just the Her one, eyes are closed. Your eyes are closed. So like, so it is like such a lame thing to do. And I actually really like loved Heather calling it out. Like, first of all, Chrissy is in this like recovery mode where she's literally trying to bounce back from being declared the world's biggest bully and like like a bitch on like bullying children like so that's what she's currently working through and this is definitely like a defensive defense mechanism like I'm so not perfect I'm so real like you guys like no you're not like I hate when people do that especially there are like Jack Vanek does it actually really well like this is me in a bikini and this is me hunched over in a bikini like there those are real helpful things in my opinion this picture of Chrissy Teigen is so lame and is such like fishing for compliments it's Fishing for compliments, and Heather was merely pointing that out, and she posted her comment and this screenshot to her Instagram where she posted a lot of her comedy. Yeah. And just said, I cannot take it. I'm just having one of those days where I had to point out the hypocrite on IG. I can't be the only one that can see through this BS. So then... So that was it for a little while. That was it for a minute. Yeah. But then Chrissy posted on her Instagram, I didn't sleep at all last night, as John can attest. I was up sick sobbing as my phone popped up with the memory of being in the hospital exactly one year ago losing our baby. So maybe I'm a little sensitive today, but fuck off. And most people are taking that fuck off to... Heather. Mean directed at Heather. Because, um... And then she shared that, you know, this was the one year to the day of her having a miscarriage. Which is so sad. And then the narrative was basically like Heather McDonald is like bullying Chrissy Teigen, you know, on the anniversary when like in Heather's defense, nobody knew that it was the anniversary. Chrissy posted it after that. So I think that we can like have a lot of sympathy for Chrissy and and what must be a very difficult anniversary. But also like let's not you can't blend the two like the, the TMZ was like Heather McDonald posted on her Instagram the TMZ headline people are just taking things out of proportion and making it seem like Heather was intentionally bullying Chrissy Teigen on this this difficult day for her um which it just was not so hold on wait I read it yesterday whatever I can't find it like all the articles are basically now there's two separate events and all the articles are like making them seem like they're like that Chrissy told Heather to fuck off so then and that Heather was, like, attacking Chrissy on this difficult day for her, which when Heather did post that comment, we did not know that it was this particular day. Right. Then Heather posted the TMZ article saying, thanks, TMZ, for posting such a great photo of me mid-sentence <laughs> that one time you stopped me outside of Craig's LA. The two photos, just you guys, you have to look at the the, the photos that they made a collage of for like Chrissy is not women supporting other women. Look at these photos. That is so mean. But that's just, like classic media manipulation you know like <laughs> one person looks like the angel one person looks like the devil oh literally me and Cuba Gooding Jr. like Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> looking like a stud me looking like something that fell off a truck like <laughs> literally that's fucking e-news I'll never forget TMZ everyone was coming for me showing like every ugly picture of me and like Cuba's like literally like he just walked out of a ray of sunshine yeah like no he looked like a professor with his glasses right. on when he's the one who stuck his finger up my butt without right. consent right 
And in to me, like that, just that in general of posting to the pictures of both people and you're going to let us know via the picture who you think is the bad person, who's the good person. Yeah. That's like clickbait from the 90s. Like that's like putting your headline all in caps. It's so fucked up. We as a society have to stop doing that. Yeah. No, just like post even photos. Like we- Fair and righteous photos. That's neither here nor there though. So Heather said, when Chrissy posted the flattering photo of herself in glam and a nipped in waist claiming it was in fact unflattering, I merely was pointing it out that many of us now see the humble brag attempt and call BS. Now, since she considers herself a comedian and was literally a judge on TV of comedy, I was praying that she come up with some new material for her social media. I do not hate anyone. Maybe today Chrissy can squeeze the outside of her thigh and highlight a cellulite dimple so the world can again remember how real she is. I have Chrissy to say- is just a mom slash supermodel who actually eats and is super authentic. If you want to hear my thoughts live, come to the Irvine Improv on October 1st. Heather is like milking this to sell her improv, which you've got to respect the hustle. I don't know. I just feel like I agree with what Heather's saying. Like, it's so lame of Chrissy. Like, I'm so real, blah, blah. But then it's also just like not fair of the media to be conflating these two things. Like, they have anything to do with each other yeah. and they don't. Yeah. And I just feel like you can agree and like want to critique like Chrissy Teigen out here like fishing for compliments while also understanding and being very empathetic and having a lot of sympathy for like this very difficult time she went through one year ago yesterday. The two have nothing to do with each other. Yes. But it's I like agree. not cool of TMZ like making it seem like Heather intentionally woke up, knew it was the anniversary of something difficult for Chrissy Teigen and decided to attack her. Like that's not what it is. No, not at all. But then you told me that this has become like such oh, a. So then Heather posted on Instagram Today, uh, there's a page six article basically recapping this idiocy. And then this was Heather's caption, which is crazy. Up now on Juicy Scoop, she did a podcast about it. TMZ and others reported on why Chrissy Teigen told me to fuck off. I tell you the whole Juicy Scoop here. Did Kyle... Oh, oh whatever. So... She, she's promoting her podcast. And then she says, I was booked for three days on Ease Nightly Pop, but was then fired after one day. Because of this drama. I don't know. I have to listen to the podcast, but that's what it seems like. I would have to imagine it's because of this. What else could it be? Even though, like, wouldn't they want, like, right from the horse's mouth? I don't know, but that is, that's really crazy to I me. I know. Instagram drama, I'm telling you, it has real life repercussions. She probably was so good on Nightly Pop. And they need to find a co-host for Morgan's maternity leave. They've been, like, rotating in a lot of people. Yes. I think it's, like, you know, kind of like an audition-y time. I, I am a she huge would be great. Heather McDonald fan. Like, she's so funny. And I agree. She would have been great. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the latest. And greatest from Instagram. From Instagram. Are you ready for our next story? Sure. Bachelorette Claire Crawley reveals I was abused by a predator priest at a Catholic school. So Claire Crawley is going on Red Table Talk. Oh. And in a preview for Thursday's installment, that's today, so I guess it comes out today, she reveals that she was mistreated by a priest while attending Catholic school. Mm. She said, I grew up going to a Catholic school and I was the victim of a predator. My parents looked at Catholic priests as they held them on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. She said uh, her mother is of Mexican descent and she said that faith and religion run very deep in our family's roots. Gloria Estefan co-hosted this episode of Red Table Talk. It's called uh, Red Table Talk, The Estefans. And so it's she, not The Smiths? No. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So she said, she was so shocked by Claire's uh, revelation. She said, how could you not trust a priest? And she explained right. that the priest in question was largely perceived as a counselor at her high school. She said, my parents did the best they could and reached out to the resources they could at the time and sent me to the priest. I don't think there was any counseling that was done. It was a one-on-one time to be a predator. Oh, you know, the priests, like, being predators is, like, in my opinion, like, 
one of the worst things like about our society mm -hmm. and you know what i feel like spotlight was such a good movie but it also because like i've never even met a priest so like the way it really highlighted how like some parents have such a hard time even believing that this stuff happens because you have so much faith and like your priests are literally like the most important people in your life and they're your leaders and, like you look up to no, them your whole belief system is shattered and that's not something that's easy to wrap your head around exactly and it's so disgusting and it's so upsetting and this is you, so sad yeah do you ever watch the keepers no because i don't think i would be able it, to it was a lot but it was a really well done docuseries true stories about um what went on in this um catholic school and like the systematic abuse just and like the the way it was all orchestrated you mm -hmm. know and how many people were in Involved, on it it yeah. wasn't just like one person it was it was really crazy and this story really reminds me of that um and once again we just need to be doing better for our children a hundred percent like that just seems to be the moral of the story every day also like totally related but not related is that claire and dale broke up i know like claire officially and dale. claire and dale is over i'm sad i Me actually too. am because you know what like once against, they got back together I against was like, all odds they did it and like you know once they broke up right after the show and everyone was like oh classic whatever but then they got back together and i was like you know what this is it and they were doing the damn thing and they weren't being that annoying about it not at all they were being actually kind of like low-key low key. you only knew about it from like dumois sightings uh-huh so i was really here for it even though like i don't follow either of them and maybe they were being extra on instagram and i missed it and i'm really here for claire's happiness me too and so to know that it's a no that just you know made me sad but i'm glad that her whole season wasn't a waste because when yes. they broke up like the next day because it turned out that he was just like this raging thirst monster it was like she completely and because she blew up her show because she really was just trusting her heart like that was really sad yeah so at least that's not the story anymore. no at least we got what like a year out of it more or less yeah yeah her season aired in like june of last year perfect i think well i do wish them the best um also just yet again like red table talk constantly raising the bar for every web show out there yes i it's agree. so good sorry who's gloria esteban she's a singer yeah what she sings sing? like some really great songs yeah yeah yeah. i just, just don't think that, like if i met her i wouldn't recognize her that's okay but if you heard her songs for sure you would recognize those is she calling gloria probably right gloria when i used to hear that song as a kid i would be like claudia Claudia, yeah, we all you're did. always on the run now, Claudia, which is obviously not true. Get on your feet. And then also... What's um, get on your feet? Get, uh, don't make me sing. No, get on your feet. And also, I think there's a Broadway musical about her called Get On Your Feet. Oh, that's cool. I still don't think I know any of her songs. Um, you do. You really do. Who sings Calling Gloria? I'll look it up. Calling Gloria Gloria. Song. I don't think she would sing a song about herself. I think she would. Um, it's by Laura Branigan. Fabulous song. Fabulous, fabulous song. Okay, but let's get back to Get On Your Feet musical. And they used to play that like at every bat mitzvah and everyone would be like, Claudia. Maybe oh, I'm imagining that. Maybe I made that up about Get On Your Feet music. On Your Feet. But still, what is... And it's based on the lives and music of 26-time Grammy award-winning husband and wife team Gloria, Gloria and Emilio Estefan. The musical has a book written by Alexander Dinalaris Jr. Okay. Okay, and still, what songs does Gloria Estefan sing? What's on your feet? It's a sing musical. It. No, the song. Okay, I'm gonna play it. Okay, just because, sing it. No, but I don't know it. Like I don't know it well enough to oh, sing okay, to okay. um to get you to realize. 
I've never heard this song. We're you not going to be able to monetize. You skip. <laughs> I've never heard this song in my life. Never heard this song in my life. Yes, you. It's giving me very you much. Know this fucking song. It's giving me very much the Carrie Diaries energy. <laughs> Okay. Now Sounds great. Got, got to add it to my playlist. Yeah, no, it's great. And check out the musical and check out Red Table Talk. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? It's a little ice cream news. And it's also the final story. Part of my time. Part of your show. Part your show? <laughs> yes, thank you. Finally, someone recognizing this is my show. Um, wait, just really quickly, all this laughing is giving me a headache, so got to talk about Cove. No two migraines are alike, and if you experience migraines, you know. The doctors at Cove know this too, and they only treat migraines. Cove is the world's leading online migraine clinic, specializing in diagnosing and treating of all migraines from the comfort of your own home. With only one specialist per 80,000 migraine sufferers in the U.S., Cove is making quality care accessible and affordable. Go to withcove.com, complete the online consultation designed by leading neurologists, and it's as though it, it's as thorough as an in-person doctor's visit. Then a licensed doctor will review your migraine history and recommend a treatment plan customized specifically to your needs. Your prescriptions will also be delivered right to your door, which is just everything of the sort. You don't have to wait for the doctor. You don't have to wait at the pharmacy. Um, Cove is also really affordable. Their doctor's fees and prescriptions are as little or less than most insurance co-pays, and their prescriptions can start at just $10 a month. And with Cove, you can have more migraine-free days. So go to withcove.com toast for 50% off your first month of medication and free two-day shipping. That's 50% off your first month of medication and free two-day shipping at withcove.com toast. That's W-I-T-H-C-O-V-E dot com slash toast. You guessed it. Thank you for that, Claudia. It's a pleasure doing business with you. Oh, man, you never, like, indulge me. I know, but I it's saw that pleasure. people wanted to indulge it. Doing business with you. <laughs> <laughs> it really is a pleasure doing business with you. It is. It always is. I can't, my, um. Blazer was my a little blazer's tight. a little snug. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I'm very familiar no, with like, that. I bought this blazer in 2019, that like peak snatch, and I'm wearing it five months pregnant. Leave me alone. I just don't believe don't, I said just anything. Don't ask me to reach over, okay? I and don't it does believe, look better when I'm standing versus when I'm sitting. I don't believe I said a word about it. I think that you did. All right, fifth and final story is some exciting ice cream collaboration news from oh, one of our God. favorite brands. This is giving me Kraft mac and cheese. Nope. Okay. Take it back. I take it back. It's coming to Carvel. Oh! Hocus Pocus shakes oh, are coming pain. to Carvel just in time for Freeform's 31 Nights of Halloween. So this is a multi-tiered collab. Hocus Pocus, Carvel, Freeform. And if it wasn't Carvel, we would not be talking about what it. What are they making? Milkshakes? Yeah. So they have three shakes inspired. Spooky. They're so spooky. They're inspired by each of the Sanderson sisters. This is These are the three shakes. Let me know which one you want to go for. And then we also like have to share, like, which Sanderson sister do you think you are? I don't fucking know. I'm the one from Sister Act, who's not Sarah Jessica Parker and who's Kathy not Ben Midler. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. I think I'm like Kathy Najimy's number one fan. 
No, she's she's a so queen. talented. Okay, what are the three flavors? Winnie's glorious cake batter. So that's Bette Midler. Um, it's cake batter ice cream. Ooh, I fucking love cake batter. Yeah, no, it sounds really good. Then we have Sarah's chilling churro shake. No. Okay. Then we have Mary's Divine Cookies and Cream Shake, which sounds oh my like God. it can't go wrong. Jackie, did I not say I'm Sarah Najiri's number one fan? Jackie, what's my favorite flavor of ice cream? Where do what would I always get? Vanilla with sprinkles, with rainbow sprinkles. Okay, not Froyo, like ice cream. I guess cookies and cream. Like because Did you not know that? No, I would not say that. I always get cookies and cream. No, you don't. Oh my god, I think that's we like all like cookies and cream. No, no, by the way, I have been obsessed with cookies and cream since the day I was born. You have always liked like weird things like mint chocolate chip and like pistachio. That's a lie. I do think mint chocolate chip can be a delicious treat sometimes on a Yeah, if you're warm, if you need to brush your teeth. On a warm summer's day. But these days, since I have ice cream so rarely, like when I do I splurge, I go for, you know, Cookies and cream. I get two ice creams usually because I like to mix it try up. multiple things. But it's usually cookies and cream with Oreo. You know, it's like. Well, cookies and cream just has Oreo. I know. It's like being in the pool and pouring water on yourself. L- you know? Oh, you get extra Oreo? Yeah, delicious. That's kind of crazy. That's how much I love cookies and cream. Where's the best cookies and cream ice cream you've ever had? Say it on the count of three, okay? I think I know what you're going to say. One, two, three. Killwins. Kill Gotta get to Killwins. Yeah, didn't we go in Newport? You- did we? Remember when we got ice cream that night? No. We got ice cream one night. I think it was Kilman's. Sounding kind of familiar. Right? I went on tour to St. Petersburg, Florida, and me and Margo were, like, eating lunch at some, like, place, and we look across the street, and there was a Kilwins. Like, that's, in my memory, the last time we went, but you have better memory than me. Is there even one in Newport? There's one way to find out. Google. Um, and just back really quickly to the Carvel of it all, I just am really glad that big networks are finally, Carvels are going out of business at an unsettling rate Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad that Hollywood has decided to put a little of their energy into saving Carvel because I'm just really sick of people ignoring the only franchise that matters there's literally one left in New York like it's so sad there's more than one but I agree that they don't get the respect that they deserve and there used to be way more than there are now and it's a dwindling franchise yeah and it's so American and there is a Killwinds in Newport and that's where we went for sure what night we remember we went to that early dinner where we were freezing it was by the water, and then we were going to walk to the bars, but it was also, like, kind of early, so we went to Kilwins to kill some time. Was that when Dana ordered a Tanqueray? She ordered a Tanqueray, like, the whole trip, and I think no, the but joke she started. Stuttered. No, because it was the last dinner of the trip, and then we went to were the we bars. Were we sitting at a round table? At dinner? No, we were sitting at a square table, and we were so cold. Hold on. Let me just go through my camera roll. Um, what was I wearing? That I can't. The, my memory's my memory, so bad. This was my memory doesn't extend. To this was like less that. than a year ago. This was yeah, almost a year ago. Also, I remember we had dinner the trip. first night, and the restaurant was empty. And then the second night, we ate at that like clam place. We went to that other hotel for rest for dinner. Other hotel. Mm-hmm. Other hotel. I'm gonna find what a hotel? picture for you. I don't oh, know. This is really bothering me. Yeah, no. I'll find I've like it. lived such a life that I can't even remember. Like, what's the point? I spent all this money on experiences, mm-hmm. and I can't even remember it. Did we not take any pictures that night? That doesn't sound Let like Let me check us. my phone. What? I'm not letting this go. What time of year? It was October 2020. Newport is in Rhode Island. Oh, it's actually this coming weekend. It's the anniversary. No way. Mm-hmm. No, we, we must have not taken pictures at dinner. Oh, here. They put two circle. T- no, that was at a bar. Wait. Oh, my God. Okay, this is not no, interesting. No, by the way, Jackie. This is not interesting for the listeners. It's not interesting for the listeners. Think of the listeners. No, but please, it's really bothering me. Okay, you can keep talking. It was on the water, in the marina. 
Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, Claudia, we have to get to it. Okay, work. keep going, keep the going. The sooner you finish the show, the sooner you can see Kayler. <gasps> That's but. true. I'm just still looking. I'm sorry. What weekend was it? Imagine you're a podcast listener. No, it's so annoying. Listening to someone scroll through their phone. Okay, I'm done. Found it. I can't. Did we wear these outfits? We were always wearing those outfits. I know. Okay, whatever. I'll let it go. Thank you. Um, all right. Are we done with the Fast Five stories? And did you feel as though you needed to know them? Yes and yes. And now we need to recap Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules? You know what I meant. Pregnancy brain. Oh, my God. Um, yes, we are recapping Vanderpump Rules, a.k.a. The Real Hot Sides of Beverly Hills, which is brought to you by BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp is here to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, where you can start communicating in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It is not self-help. It is professional therapy, and it's done securely online. There's a broad range of expertises available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and their service is available for clients worldwide. Here's how it works. You log into your account anytime, and you can send a message to your therapist, and in return, you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is also more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available, because BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. We also have a special offer for the Morning Toast listeners. If you want to get 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash toast, betterhelp.com slash toast. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. Okay. So before we dive into last night's moronic circus that was Beverly Hills, it's worth mentioning that I watched Watch Happens Live and we were speculating last week as to whether or not Erica and Kyle were on good terms and they are. They're on terms. Erica, Kyle said she spoke to her yesterday and Kyle would not say one bad word about her last night on Watch Happens Live, which was so frustrating. Interesting. Okay, maybe, maybe when Erica said she only had one friend left, maybe that she was, was like Kyle. like a joke. No, maybe it was Kyle. No way, her and Lisa. Watch Happens oh, Live. Oh, right, Rinna. Watch Happens Live did like a poll, like who's so far up. Right, and it was Rinna. Rinna, out of all the women, had 70%. Yeah. Okay, but last night's episode, they finished this fabulous trip in Del Mar. Like, Honestly, if I ever were to go on a trip, I would need Kathy Hilton to plan it because she doesn't overdo it. Like, she likes to relax. So she does, like, one activity a day. And mm-hmm. it's actually a lovely schedule. And I was just saying, like, would love to be on a trip planned by Kathy Hilton. But the real crux of the episode was Erica's actual mood swings. Like, it was so bizarre. First of all, she's so rude to Sutton. And I'm just, like, done with people walking over Sutton when she's the only one acting normal. No, and she's such a good friend. And I almost forgot. And it was once, like, Erica was being, like, a little bit human towards Sutton and Sutton started crying just because like the loss she had such a good friend in Erica and I didn't even realize that they were such close yeah. friends and like how much that meant to Sutton and so just to discard a friendship doesn't mean nothing to her and she's just such a good person I, I'm so glad that Crystal finally realizes that Me she's too. not the villain in this cast like no and we knew that when Crystal was coming for her and it's like it just takes everyone like a, a minute a, a minute to understand Sutton but I'm so glad she's off of that uh hill because a hundred percent because also i was loving crystal's energy last night and i'm like you just need to make up with sutton and i had even forgotten that they like were not close so the fact that crystal said something and really put this thing to bed made me really love crystal after like a great episode for her like buying everyone bottles of wine it was a good episode for crystal it really was but the bar is pretty low because she just like in in past episodes she's been so wrong it's as if she's not even there sometimes a hundred percent but here's the thing like Sutton is like so on point, especially in her confessionals. Like 
when Erica's sitting around talking about how like she's been through so much and she's just being like victim, 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 Sutton is just giving me everything in her confessionals. And she's right. Like all these women are just drinking the Kool-Aid and they're so far up Erica's ass. They're like afraid to say one thing that'll just even remotely make her like even the tiniest bit upset. And it's like so frustrating to sit around and watch that. But then like Sutton, and maybe it's just like the type of person she is like, she's really strong in her confessionals. And then like when Erica and her were like on the doc doc erica was like i want to apologize like, oh you don't have to apologize like yeah come on like she literally was so fucking nasty to you and you didn't even do anything and like you're out here like making exceptions yeah no i agree it makes me also feel like maybe something has happened in between the filming and the confessional taping because sutton they both is, are yes yeah, sutton's coming off stronger and erica in her blue outfit is the literal like devil devil like, yeah she's being so mean the meanest person ever so I think we just need a little more context there but I agree and you know what? I can honestly like yes we want a perfect housewife who's bringing the same energy to the confessionals as they are to the group but I can actually relate of to course. feeling something and then you know the way that you bring it to the public you it's do different. all of a sudden you know lose your voice a little bit because it's fucking human nature 100% and Erica is a scary person so scary so even though it's not perfect housewife behavior it happens in real life all the time for me the actual low point of the episode was erica talking to kyle after playing pickleball and was like you know i told my lawyers i don't want a dollar and they told me that that was the most courageous thing they ever heard well not that she didn't want a dollar she doesn't expect a dollar right but that's not courageous that just seems like you understand the 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 board. No, but not only that, like we're supposed to applaud your courage because if there's any money left, it should go to widows and orphans and not a woman who spent $40,000 a month on glam. Like that doesn't make you courageous at all, actually. No. And she's just like, she just, her last thing was a full display of her acting, like just trying to like garner sympathy, not be made this villain, try and be like a little nicer, like to Sutton. She was like on this like weird press tour last, last night's episode that I don't think lasts very long. Yeah, it clearly doesn't last till next week. I think for Erica, the best case scenario in this situation is that she comes out of the the court proceedings unscathed in terms of like her role Guilt, in, yeah. in the fraud, but that she will get nothing. She will get no money from Tom's estate. Like yeah. she won't. But that she will be clear enough to continue working in the way that she is now, and she can live off of that money. And like, how is she still paying for glam? I mean, I think she makes a lot of money from the show. Yeah. And she, I, I'm sure she, like, had a good personal savings from, you know, she had Erica great collabs. Yeah. Like, her book was a New York Times bestseller. She had a collab with Beauty Blender. Like, she was everywhere for yeah. a long time. Like, I hope she saved some of that money. Me too. But she, I think she just wants to be able to do that again. Yeah. And I think that's so realistic. If she doesn't have any, like, legal implications. Right. So, she... But the whole divorce thing is so weird because she's, like, the only person on earth who still cares about Tom. And, like, the way that she speaks about people in his life who don't want to be associated with him is so delusional. Like, she thinks it's disgusting of people who, you know, don't want to be associated with Tom, don't want to help him, don't want to take care of him. Like, would you? He's a monster. Yeah. And I'm not talking about his family. Like, she's, like, his friends, like, who he helped get. And, and oh, you know, he's done so much good. And, and what about that? Okay, if you've done a lot of good, but you're also literally in the same process of ruining millions of lives, like, that's more important. Yeah, I had watched a few uh, minutes of the previous episode. It was a never-before-seen. Me too. Course, they gave us, like, all this stuff that actually that would have been helpful, where she's talking about how, like, Tom. all of these people who Tom has helped over the years, he's paid tuition for. Like, I Got think him that, jobs. that, yes, he was extremely corrupt and stole a lot of money, but apparently he was also generous towards others. Right. So those people who experience his generosity, where are they, is what she's trying to say. Like, but... 
it's just weird to me that she's divorcing this man because he was so evil towards her. And allegedly. is trying so hard to like make him seem like a good guy. Yeah. And then the whole conversation about like, you know, how sad we are for Tom because he's going to go to a home like after this storied life that he's lived. No, it's weird. I'm just like, what about the widows and orphans? No, they can't no, even afford a nursing home. Nothing's making sense. And like Erica's just like really trying to change a narrative and is having a, a like it's not doing a good job of it like at all and her talking points really seem like they are in coordination with things that tom might be saying yeah like as if they're on the same team so she's not only walking this line of like i knew nothing about this and this has nothing to do with me but also like defending tom and i ran it Oh, kills me to say, made a good point when she said that Erica, everyone wants Erica to say, but what about the orphans and widows, you know, to be so like upset for them. But any indication that she gives about anything regarding the case is her involving herself in it. So she actually can't say those things. Yeah. So I can believe that. It's just really hard. But I, Erica did actually have an honest moment when she was talking about how like if I'm, um, you know, too happy then I don't yes. care and that I if understand I hang my head in shame then I'm guilty yeah. and that I understand and I think we're watching that all play out the different like routes ra- she could routes take. she's taking yeah. in terms of defending herself it's just a mess no and honestly to me the most egregious thing that was done all episode was done by Kyle do you know what I'm about to say it was so little it bothered me so much so they're all sitting after yes, the long Sutton. day they're all sitting after the long day and Erica's going on with her woe is me story and and She's really just like making herself out to be the victim. And I'm sure Sutton has a lot on her mind, but she doesn't say a word because her and Erica are not speaking. And all the women are like, you're being so funny, Erica. Ha ha ha. Let me lick your butthole. And then Kyle's like, Sutton, you're very quiet. Cat got your tongue. Are you fucking no, serious? No, this is now second time she's taken Sutton, thrown her in front of a bus and said, I'm helping. And no one said, where's Sutton? I don't know. Like she is the worst fucking friend. And to me, that was worse than what she did at. It made Sutton so uncomfortable. Sutton's already so awkward. She's like, so awkward. And also for Sutton, it's like, when they're going to talk about Erica's legal woes, Sutton has questions. Mm-hmm. She has been told she can't ask those questions. Or, or what, you know? Sutton can't ask her questions when they're talking about this. So Sutton has nothing to say. Because if she's not allowed to say what she's actually thinking, then what? there's nothing to say. Exactly. Kyle, sh- if I can suss that out, Kyle should be able to Kyle as well. knew exactly what she was doing. She was not being stupid. Yeah. No, the whole episode was so fucking lame, especially because Kathy wasn't there to get all these women in line. Well, that was the other thing about the episode. Like, for a girl's trip, it was very piecemeal at many times. Like, Kathy didn't want to go up, and then Sutton didn't want to go up. Like, everyone was just, like, kind of doing their own thing. I, I just fucking love Kathy. Like, I know. She was so good on Watch What Happens Live. Like, and the episode was annoying because Kyle was still being, like, so up Erica's ass. Like, it's hard because Kyle's one of my favorites, but all these women... I guess I would say aside from Sutton and Garcelle, all of them are, have been an enormous disappointment to me. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, every time somebody brings up Denise, like I literally get down on my knees and bow down to them. No, and I'm so excited that it looks like next week, the season finale, you know, one over a year later, Garcelle, Garcelle brings it up. is still looking for justice for Denise. And like that, I, it brings a tear to my eye. And when you do flashbacks of how they interrogated this poor woman who very well might have had an extramarital affair with a woman. And you know what? It's not a crime. Nobody gets hurt. And it's really nobody's business. Very well. The way they fucking interrogated her, like she stole millions of dollars from orphans and widows. Like that's, where is that energy? Where is a quarter of the energy? Maybe if that hadn't happened last season, I would be able to say, you know what? These women. It's not our business. They clearly just stay above the line with one another. They don't interrogate each other about all their legal things. Yep. So I could... I could be okay with it, maybe. Yeah. 
But given the context of last season, it's just so hypocritical. It's it's hard to ignore. Yeah. No, it's glaring. Gleaming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was a nice episode. Watch Happens Live was good. It was like a pajama, pajama party theme. It was cute. Kathy's just everything of the sort. Yeah, it was really cute. Kathy was so cute. And um, there's just a lot going on. A lot. Yeah. yeah. What? what? Why are you smiling? <laughs> I don't know. It was like just kind of weird. Like I liked it. I no, I liked it too. But first of all, I'm glad that Kyle like called out Andy in the clubhouse being so fucking shady. Like, why are they pitting sisters against each other? Like, yeah. Why can't they fucking help themselves? Just to like that once. Was, that was like when someone was on Watch What Happens Live, and it was like to the effect of like, whose side are you on, Jax or Rihanna? <laughs> like who? Like oh, <laughs> that's funny actually. No, and it's like, that's like outrageous. Like that's no, funny. It's just. It's all so mean, and they're always just, like, making fun of the person sitting there. I imagine it's, like, wildly uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yes, I agree. Um, but Kathy was super cute, and the, it, her presence was it was enjoyable. A gift. Yeah, it was. Um, and that is our show, and it's also our final show of the week. There is no show tomorrow, like we said, but we are back on Monday to deliver lots of goodness. So Jackie's going to Vermont, and I'm going to Kaylandia, and we're both going to have an amazing trip. I can't forget my passport. They have really yeah. strict customs at Kaylandia. Only the best. Only the best. That's our show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening this week. Hope you enjoyed all the episodes. If you're looking for more content tomorrow, there are five new episodes this month on Patreon. And then there's also like 200 other ones that you can watch. Vlogs, podcasts. I saw yesterday. 256. Wow, thanks. Yeah. Um, so check it out. Patreon.com slash The Morning Toast. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast, fast stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us Morning Toast even five star review about how beautiful stunning and smart we are we hope you guys have an amazing day and if you still made it to the end of this episode congratulations you are now a member of the society season two full of true toasters who really listen to the end of the episodes and to let us know that you made it here drop an emoji on our most recent instagram picture maybe the emoji of the ice cream cone the ice cream cone because justice for carvel have an amazing day you guys we'll see you on monday bye bye